With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This FPL season has definitely been go, go, go. A nonstop hustle all the time. Matches, deadlines, unexpected blank and double game weeks, on top of everything the real world has had in store. Sometimes you need a moment to turn off and hit reset. That's when you reach for Coors Light. It's made to chill. For me personally, supporting Fulham during this last year has been a true roller coaster ride. Honestly, when that Adama Traore goal flew past Areola in the 92nd minute of game week 31, the only thing that saved my mental state, the only thing that calmed my nerves, was cracking open a Coors Light. There's only one beer out there that's literally made to chill, and that's Coors Light. The mountains on the bottles and cans even turn blue when your beer is cold. That way, you always know when it's time to chill. When you need to hit reset, just open a Coors Light. It's mountain cold refreshment made to chill. And listen, everyone, summer is pretty much here. It's about to get hot in New York. An ice cold Coors Light is such a perfect way for me to beat that summertime heat. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light and the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. And as always, celebrate. Hello and welcome to the Always Treating Fantasy Premier League podcast. My name is Josh, and I'm here today with a very special co-host. It is a man who I once kicked out of my own home four years ago or thereabouts. Trevor, how are you? I'm good, Josh. Uh, thrilled to be here uh, recording as a guest on the Always Shooting Podcast in the very room you kicked me out of, my bedroom, my old bedroom. You used to have a, a Boston Red Sox, where, where there is now a crib right next yeah. to us. There was once a Boston Red Sox uh, mattress spread across the... Uh, that, that your wife, who, who is a little, like, she's fairly tall, I would yeah, say, right? Yeah, and yeah. somehow you convinced your, your now wife, then girlfriend, to sleep in that Boston Red Sox the race car bed, yes, as we used to it call was, it. Uh, encouraged snuggling, as I like to say. It's a, it's a solid move. It's a good move. And we actually, we invented the always cheating uh, sort of moniker, too, didn't we? Because, we did, yeah. yeah. We sort of became soccer pals, you know, the same, when we were roommates together several, you know, about six, seven years ago. And uh, yeah, we would just we would, we would go to Google and we would read old English soccer chants. Yeah, this is when we were deciding what Premier League teams we were going to like exactly support. at exactly. the same time. We decided we were going to get into it. As an American, you have to make a conscious choice. You know, it's if you're an older, so- I have a lot of friends who are who have been you know soccer fans in the U.S. for a long time, and for many of them, they're they're Man U fans because as my friend James explained, when you grew up in the U.K. or when you when you grew up in the U.S. watching soccer matches in the U.K., the only matches they would show in the '90s were Man United. Matches, so there's this huge group of United, United States fans who are Man U fans because that was kind of the only game in town, you know, you know during the Beckham, you know, Fergie days and all that stuff. Uh, so yeah, but you and I just picked two teams. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah there were many long nights like showing each other like. 
team chants. And yeah. <laughs> exactly. And I thought I was going to be a Newcastle fan at first. This is back when yeah Andy Carroll was on Newcastle. So it's about I still feel like deep down you you still root for them. I, I harbor some, some the, sort of. The problem is I like Newcastle and Sunderland. I could I could never pick. Between you love their the two. fans. I feel like yeah. is, is your, is your what holds you back. It's just yeah. the northern. Fa- I grew up in in you know in in, in the Michigan. So you know there it's it's cold. It's very much like northern England. <laughs> <laughs> you're you're a Midland at yeah. heart, <laughs> and you're for, and you're from Vegas. So that's why you support uh, you know Brighton and Hove Albion yeah. <laughs> from weather clubs. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so Brandon, uh, wow, wow, it happened <laughs> whoa, right away. Whoa, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Whoever had the over under of like two it's, minutes. It's like that. when you start. Yeah. It's like when you start dating somebody on the rebound, you <laughs> <Yeah>. know. <laughs> All right, so we just finished game week one. It's pretty pretty interesting game week. Um, couldn't really sleep the night before, which I which I thought was was going to happen. I finished on a respectable 57 points for game week one. Not not a point total that I'm thrilled with. Um, I made a bit of a gamble. It was kind of a you know Friday night tinkering. I sort of I, I re- reordered my team a little bit. I dropped uh, uh, Gray Andre Gray from Burnley, who kind of everybody was talking about, sort of the de facto 6.5 million forward. And I went for this really expensive forward line of Vardy, Aguero, and Ibrahimovic, which is not something I would typically do or advise, but. I thought it was worth the gamble just because... Put it all out there. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I didn't know that Vardy was going to miss about 18 chances in that match, uh, including an actual whiff. Like, he actually... <laughs> like I, I, He almost felt like Charlie Brown. He whiffed in the ball so much. Is that the one he punched himself in the face? That off? was later. There was, <laughs> so there's a lot, you, know, you know you're not having a great start to your yeah. fantasy season when Vardy, Vardy's party, <laughs> punched himself in the face. Uh, so, you know, 57, not great. You know, but I, the part of the gamble was I was going to go without Eden Hazard in my midfield. And for the first half of today's match, I was like, okay, that's, you know, like, it's worked out fine. It's, you know, Eden Hazard's going to pick up two or three points and, and I'll, I'll move on with my life. Bam. Penalty. Like, two <laughs> minutes into the second half of this match. Uh, but he finished with 10, which is a lot, but not devastating, I think. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, How was I you? mean, your, your 57 was <laughs> one better than myself, <laughs> and lo and behold, you and I were pitted against each other in the head-to-head. The Showstoppers League. Yeah, the Showstoppers League. So, uh, curse you. Damn you. <laughs> so, I, yeah, I had a decent week. Captain Aguero, mm-hmm. Ibrahimovic was... We both went for the the, for expense, yeah. the expensive forward yeah, line. I, I did keep Andre Gray, which I, I'm happy with, just because like theoretically my defensive both, midfield is lined up pretty good for the season. I feel we like we both commented he looked a little a little heavy yesterday, didn't he? Yeah, he did. A little, a little beefy. Does he have a man's body? That's he has I'm... a man's body. He's, <laughs> he's thickly built, as yeah. they say. As someone who's also thickly built, I have no problem with this. But it was a yeah. little surprising. Maybe because, you know, Andre Gray was one of those people who we all kind of jumped in the bandwagon. Now, granted, I don't want to make this sound like Andre Gray is a total flop. It's just yeah. one week, you right. know. Uh, and he, he had a couple chances. He didn't look terrible. Couple, didn't, like... didn't look terrible. But none of us had ever seen this guy before. You know, all I'd seen was the picture of his avatar. I wasn't watching Burnley preseason. Fr- I, can you even do that in the United States? Can you do that in the UK? I don't know where you'd watch them. So we're just kind of guessing based on last year and all, all these goals he was scoring yeah. against. You know, Tranmere Rovers or whatever. Well, but in the like to, your, to what you were saying earlier, like if you're going for the heavy hitter, if you have Vardy, you literally are taking away your midfield. Like, yeah, exactly. So, like, exactly. Andre Gray. He, 
there's going to be an Andre Gray you're going to have on your on your front line if, if yeah. you're going to have any sort of midfielder defense. And the only shame of it was that there were a number of forwards who you could have had who actually were for like a Negredo scored yeah. and you know, Lorente <laughs> picked up an assist. Uh, Andy Carroll didn't pick up any points. He was kind of the other one that people were mm. talking about. Um, so, but that's a pretty tough match away to Chelsea. So, you know, yeah. maybe can't read too much into that one yet. But yeah, overall, my happy with my first week game week. Uh, it's so at last minute uh, to get some Leicester coverage to the so-called <laughs> Hull City dumpster fire. Right, right. Uh, so I got Mares, which ended up working out to yeah. like your chagrin, which. I couldn't when you believe saw Mares walking up to take that penalty, it's I could insane. I couldn't believe it. When there was a penalty, like in the, the first forty five seconds right. of that match, I was so excited. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, also like I, two midfielders that are kind of cost a lot, kind of saved by a penalty. Like yeah, Hazard without Hazard way. getting that penalty, like yeah. it, was he going to score that match? I, exactly. It didn't look like it, and it wasn't clear that Hazard was on penalties going into this match. Right? Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah. Now he, yeah, now of course he's ten. He's you know he's ten million, so he's harder to bring. It, so it's kind of like if you brought him in, you're feeling pretty good right now. If you didn't, you're like, what? Well, he's to, like, also ten million now. But like, how many people were holding to see right. how he did? And yeah. now might like they might try to jump on a bandwagon for him. Exactly, and he's back. And but. yeah, I wouldn't be surprised to see him at like ten point two million before the yeah. start of the next game week. What do you think about the new site so far? Are you, what do you the like new the new site? <laughs> I like the new uh-huh. app. I hate. Okay. <laughs> so what's what do you like about the site? The site, I do love that it's more mobile optimized yeah. and it basically functions way better than the app did last year. And yeah. the app this year, just like it's too much. Like yeah. there's too much fantasy. Like the, the fantasy site <laughs> is the fantasy site. Yeah, what are the all these other like tabs? Everything. These, yeah. These pointless just, tabs. So uh, I guess the fantasy site had all the information you wanted. It had the fixtures and stuff like that. Right, and exactly. I'm not buying tickets through the app. You know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mind the purple and green. I'm okay with those colors. I don't know how I feel about it. I don't know if this is true in the UK. In the US, when they show highlights now, there's like a lion that like comes out of the screen at yeah. you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we were joking when we were watching a game over the weekend together, and it was like the, the Batman from the 70s, like the screen transition. <laughs> it was very, it was like the, no, 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 yeah. <laughs> It just needed a spin when it came, like came at you. It's like a little cheesy, you know? That's what I thought. It was like a little too, like... Something and it was like too clever by half or something yeah. like that. It's almost like they're trying to emphasize that they're not the Barclays <laughs> Premier League anymore. Yeah. It's just Premier League. I guess so. Yeah, that, I noticed there was a new hashtag on Twitter too. It's just hashtag PL. Like, yeah, that's pretty confident, right? Yeah. Two, two letter hashtag. Does anything have the two letters? I can't think. I of, can't think of a single. Even like the Kardashians don't have a two letter yeah. hashtag. That's that's pretty bold. Uh, <laughs> Jay Z doesn't have a two letter hashtag. <laughs> So before we get into the Hail Cheater Super League, we're going to do a quick recap of the top ten. We do have a couple of questions here. Uh, Brandon, who's away in Edinburgh this week, says, uh, who is average, and should I be proud that he or she is the only manager I beat this game week? (laughs) Now, you know, he had an okay... Brandon had finished on 54 points, so I feel like it's pretty tightly clustered right now based on... Based on what I'm seeing, I mean, I think you and I are one point separated, yeah. and there was like a 60,000 space drop that you did. So, you know, it's, I feel like as long as you're in the top 500,000 after the first game week, you're, you're fine. Well, my, my question is, did 
Brandon just suddenly go to Scotland to hide his shame. I know. Uh, after losing this first head to head to you in the fifty buck cup, uh, it's it's <laughs> this one win is almost more than I had all of last season. So I'm really gonna I'm really gonna bank this one. Well, especially if you uh, combine it with the streak you were on towards the end of the season, he hasn't won in like he doesn't, he doesn't know what it feels uh, like to win against you lately since Josh. like March maybe. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I know. We need to get all of this in right now, by the way, before, before he's back. Uh, Chris Bowerbank says, uh, "How long until Brandon?" is released from always cheating due to the arrival of Trevor. There must be concerns in the locker room. Well, Brandon put in a transfer request. Other podcasts are lurking, considering bids. Now, this is all fair. I mean, the podcast transfer window closes August 30th, just like the uh, Premier League season. <laughs> you know, there are a lot of other podcasts out there. Now, Brandon, you know, he may link up with the gaffer tapes while he's there, you know, come come back. <laughs> Scoutcast, you know, who knows? It's hard, hard to tell. <laughs> so, uh, Brandon, we hope, you, we hope you are listening and... Um, and uh, actually, I don't care if he's yeah. listening or not. It doesn't matter. <laughs> I was going to say, I, I think of myself as the Victor Moses of the podcast. Like, I've been loaned out to a bunch of other podcasts, and, like, this is just my first time actually playing yeah, it's for the one, team yeah, exactly. me. Yeah, exactly. You're gonna give it, you got your 20-minute run yeah. out. You know, yeah, we'll exactly. Yeah, I'm in the shop window. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to run through the Hail Cheater Super League, and then we're going to jump right into uh, several key topics. These are all just... Uh, you know, trends, things that, things that we want to talk about after the first game week. Uh, we're going to answer some uh, some listener questions, and then um, and then that's it. So theoretically, this should take us about twenty minutes. Theoretically. I think it'll take us about an hour and a half. <laughs> twenty minutes in theory. So uh, hail cheaters! Super League is back. I did not as well as I was hoping for the first week in the in the hail cheater Super League. Now we have kind of a massive league this year. So I finished. I'm in 438th spot after um, after the first game week on 57 points. Um, that puts me, I think, right about in the middle. We've got about 850 people in the league right now, so I'll take that. Yeah, I guess. G- you know? game week yeah. one, it's, you're gonna have you can't you can't worry too much yeah. about your ranking in game week yeah. one. Exactly. Like it's not a it's not a you know it's not a complete disaster. I, I'm actually thinking about not even playing a transfer this game week. The question is whether. Ooh, interesting. Yeah, I'd love I'd love to bank two, and then I, I you know I could turn one of those transfers into Eden Hazard in game week three. Yeah, uh, which is something I was actually just really looking at my team before we started thinking. That might be, I need that might two be transfers, so yeah. I need to wait. Yeah, you know, and Vardy at home. We're going to get into this in a minute, but you know, Vardy at home to uh, to Arsenal. It's it's actually a, it's a terrible matchup for Arsenal because you know Leicester um, kind of a humiliating loss away to Hull City. Uh, they're going to be raring to go. They're at home, first home match. You know, since they won the league. Or in, in this new season, yeah. you know, once they won the league, uh, Arsenal have you know a couple of. I mean, it's like a team. You know, I I think by next week, Lauren Koscielny will be back in. But there's there's gonna be at least one 20 year old center back, and you know, a lot of the other players are just getting in form. I doubt that Mesodozo can play a full 90 right now, yeah. and Alexis Sanchez doesn't look very good. So, I mean, Leicester could absolutely score two or three goals in that match. So it's kind of tempting just to hold on to Vardy for one more week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you got that powerful front line. You might as well. Put yeah, I make the most like, of my yeah. 65 million front line while I've got <laughs> yeah. it. <laughs> so we do have, we have a top 10, though. It's actually, we have a tie for 10th. In first place is Nick Foster's Lads on Torre with 86 points. Uh, second place is uh, PK Blinders FC. Uh, good Philip, name. Philip, good, very good name. Uh, Philip Green. I like William Sutton's Ha 
is in third place. And William Sutton, we saw a little bit in the top ten last year, so impressive. Like, return to form. Return to form right out the gate. Right out of the gate. Lenchester United, uh, Peter Linkowski is in uh, third place. That, that's actually a... Yeah, I'm looking now. I realize I should, have, I should have started this way, but there's a seven-way tie for third. So <laughs> if I say your name on the way on the way down here, just to, you know, know that you're appreciated. Know that you finish in the bronze this week. Uh, the Lemon Party, Lars Johansson, uh, Winoldum Leviosa, Taylor Andrews, uh, Celtic. I think someone was teasing me on Reddit about me saying Celtic the wrong way, and I thought he was serious. <laughs> and so now I'm really self-conscious about how I say Celtic. So let's assume it's Celtic. Celtic Crows. Uh, Zach Zathros is uh, also in third. Uh, the Burnage Roadman, uh, Ross Jenkinson in third. No Regrets by Matthew Jones, also in third. Um, and uh, Macaulay Maybe and uh, Fleetwood Fatstacks, uh, Vincent P. and Dylan Tenty are tied for 10th place. So, uh, when Alden Leviosa might be up there with my one of my favorite team names I've ever seen. That, that's not uh, bad. Is, well, what, well done, Taylor. What is that a reference to? Is that, is that like Harry, Fur- Harry Potter? Oh, Harry Potter. Yeah. Okay. I thought it was maybe like a Furiosa, like a Mad Max thing. Oh, but that's that. also. Uh, <laughs> so we'll see if these guys are here. You know, we'll we'll give a lot more attention to the top ten as the season goes on. Yeah, enjoy uh, enjoy your time up there now. <laughs> yeah, Josh and I are coming for you. <laughs> well, let's take a quick look at Nick Foster's team. Just just eighty six points, first place, uh, puts him uh, pretty high overall. He's five hundred twenty ninth in the world right now. Um, and he has uh, Ben Foster in goal, which you had too, actually. That was yeah. that was the big difference. And I, I kind of kind of regretting now. I, I had a Foster um, Jakubovich uh, defensive line, and then I or goalkeeper line, and then I decided at the last minute, no, I want I want a, a little more balance in my goalkeepers. I want Foster and uh, and Tom Heaton. And so I played Heaton. Figured Heaton at home, no Sigurdsson, no Ayu, no Ashley Williams should be a pretty easy fixture for Burnley. And uh, it was until like the 80th minute. Uh, Leroy Fur of all people, scoring a late goal. So he's got Foster, uh, Stones, uh, who I also have. Kyle Walker picked up six points from him uh, with the with the assist and the bo- the rare six pointer for for a defender yeah, that doesn't involve doesn't a clean get sheet. A clean sheet, yeah. Friend, who a lot of people have. Friend sort of became the de facto Middlesbrough um, defender for whatever reason. He's everybody's friend. It's like you just. I think it's just you <laughs> log in. You're like, what's the highest ownership percentage for that for Middlesbrough? Yeah. Okay, that's fine. Yeah. I don't know how many people were actually watching championship games enough last year to know that Friend was the one you wanted. Uh, and then Mares, Hazard, Redmond, Lamella. I mean, that oh, just, that's a yeah, insane beautiful, midfield. Beautiful yeah. midfield. I mean, his midfield is everything I want because I have the same exact front line as him. Uh, Ibrahimovic, uh, Aguero, and Gray. So, excellent start for him. Uh, and uh, sort of all, I mean, he even had uh, like what is fifteen bench or. 18 bench points on yeah. top of this. Like, really? Yeah, yeah. Insane. Macaulay, his last defender. Yeah. I think we all maybe slept on the West Brom defense a little bit. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I didn't want to admit it, but uh, maybe it's true. I mean, I, I do have, uh, you know, I do have Foster, but um, I actually, I doubled up with Johnny Evans and Foster, and then kind of at the last minute, I, I mean, it's amazing. I think every tinkering that I did after 10 p.m. on Friday night was a bad move, <laughs> <laughs> which is always true, right? You got to just make your move on Friday and stick with it. Isle of Nabumbu on Twitter said, uh, admit it, guys, uh, the West Brom defense is going to become essential. I don't know if I'm quite ready to go that far, but they have some excellent fixtures coming up. You were just looking at them a moment ago. Yeah. Yeah, they do. Uh, yeah, they have. Uh, I mean, Everton uh, still juries out on that offense, um, but Middlesbrough, Bournemouth, West Ham. Um, I feel like they can 
There's Even a couple then, of Stoke and Sunderland. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you really, you you really could have gotten away with having Ben Foster for the first seven weeks, and right. And if you know, I, I would like to think that I can go seven weeks without wild carding. I don't know if I have that kind of self control. You know, it's yeah. it's possible. <laughs> I'm really hoping well, this year. I feel like too West Brom at the end of last season didn't. Couldn't hold a clean sheet, really, to save their life. But I think yeah. that's because they were safe and they were going for more of offensive-minded game. That is um, true. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, they just seemed a little more positive. Like, that's when Rondon, like, started to come out, like, uh Apparently he's, sl- he's, he's like, slimmed down a little bit, too. And yeah. He's kind yeah, of we'll a, get to him maybe a little later. We'll but, get to him in, yeah, in a minute. But he's, he's an interesting... At $6.5 with these fixtures coming up, he's an interesting option. I just think... I mean, we've joked on the podcast so often about how unsexy that West Brom team is, but I, you know, you know, but I wonder sometimes if there's a, a bias that factors in there that really, you know, I think I, I was, we'll get to Eric Lamella in a second here too, but you know, I just have a thing against Lamella for some reason. I don't, I don't like him. I don't like his, I don't like his look. I don't like his hair. You know, it's it's all these things that you you can't well I, bring as, the biases to the table. As you mentioned on Twitter, I, I am a Spurs fan and yeah. I have lots of opinions about Lamella. Were you thinking about Lamella? at any point? I was not until Brandon had mentioned him as a possibility just looking at his preseason and he he has matured. It seems like the, my my issue with Lamella is more of from a supporter standpoint okay. where he like costs so much right damn money that uh, like I just feel like he hasn't been worth it. Yeah, because he was um, sort of originally brought in as the Gareth Bale replacement way back in the day. Yeah, <laughs> three, four years. <laughs> yeah, ago. him and like ten other players. Right. Yeah, uh, it's kind of him and Erickson, right? Yeah. Two. Yeah. And it's just like his returns aren't terrible. Um, better, better the second for, half of last yeah, season. For yeah. Like, and I feel like he, him and him, he fits into the Pochettino system nicely, but I, my main issue with him is that he's a yellow card waiting to happen. Okay, gotcha. Um, he just goes into tack like yeah. he's so bought into the Pochettino system where he's like trying to get the ball back right. that he goes right. into all of these challenges so hard. It's kind of just total football style. Yeah, it just yeah. it, it worry every time he goes into a tackle. I'm just like, oh, here it is. Here's the next yellow card. Yeah, like, yeah. And not even from a fantasy perspective, but just from like I want him on the pitch. Yeah, yeah. And Deli Ali has. I don't know if Deli Ali had quite the same. If it, I feel like Deli Ali is just a little more naturally aggressive. But yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, in that late red card for him, and yeah. yeah. But I guess you know, part of that is that they're just they all need to do defensive work on that team. So, no, yeah, uh, I think yeah. yeah, it's just part of the style they play. Yeah, um, but I, I do think he's he's starting to mature into his role a little more. So I think that's yeah. where he could start to be dangerous. He's still pretty young, I think, too. No, yeah, maybe he's twenty four, maybe young. something like that. Well, <laughs> Uh, and he, while while he was at the Copa America, he did not play in the Copa America. He rode the bench for Argentina most of the time, so he's pretty fresh. Pretty fresh. He is compared to a lot of way. people in the. <laughs> yeah, so he's yeah he's he's okay. You know, like he's 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 yeah. Like there was still some room for him to grow, and maybe maybe we finally are seeing it this year. So that actually let's let's actually go right into uh, the key topics, which are topic number one: uh, emerging mid-tier midfielders and. Let's start right with Lamella. Uh, Scott Gill on Twitter said, is Lamella this year's Mares? Now, I feel like I don't want to say this a million times in the podcast, so let's just say it now. And and it, it, it applies to so many questions on here, which is that it's way too early to tell. Yeah. You know, one yeah. week into the season, yeah. it's possible now. But seven million midfielder going into a you know, great run of, of fixtures coming up for Spurs. I mean, they, I think they play... 
Um, you know, they played Crystal. So they have three home matches in the next four. Those home matches are Crystal, Crystal Palace, Liverpool, and Liverpool, despite being a pretty good team, is not a team that you should ever be oh. scared to play your you know attackers against. Yeah, no, they are gonna. They might break a record for how many goals they're gonna <laughs> give up this year. And then uh, away to Stoke, which is also not a particularly scary fixture, and uh, and then home to Sunderland. And uh, home to Sunderland in game week five is. The kind of fixture you probably want to double up. I, you know, I brought in Deli Alley, and I was a little disappointed with him in this match. I don't know, you know, I don't know what you thought about Alley in this game. I thought he was a little absent. You know, just it just wasn't really part of the attack. I thought yeah. Melo was a, was a bigger factor. Um, yeah, on the transfer hub site, somebody had linked to an article about like uh, when they brought in Jansen and played him more forward and brought Deli Alley back. That's when they started to. Yeah, more, like they started to flow a little bit better. It's a little worrisome, which is worrisome. But I also think it's just like how Crystal Palace set up against them. Like yeah. you can't. And they, it was on the road. Yeah. Oh, Everton. Sorry. Yeah. 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 Uh, it was on the road to Everton. Like I, I yeah. do think some some of those that aspects come into play. Um, yeah, Everton. You know, way to Goodison Park is is very rarely an easy fixture. Right. You know, so. A 1-1 draw is not a horrific result for them. Yeah. They probably should have won it. Based and, on as it. you were saying, like, it's the first week, like, not everybody was going to score. The only reason why I feel like Lamella is popping up is because, like, he scored the only yeah. goal. Whereas if, if Kane had scored that goal or, like, Dembele or, like, who Dembele, I don't even think Dembele played. He um, didn't, yeah. I think he's and, injured right yeah, now. And yeah, and he's, like, a, a motor on that team that I think when he's in there changes the dynamic of, like, yeah. what Dali Alley has to do. Yeah, I think I think that does make a lot. I think Kane is the same way where Kane, yeah. Kane tends to pick up more points when, when Dembele's on the pitch, too. So it's how important Dembele. I mean, you know, it sort of points to what Kante did for Leicester last yeah, year. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and, you know. It's, so and boy, you could tell they missed him so much I know, in this whole game. I know, the uh, defense, too. I mean, you may not need a def- uh, Leicester defender at the moment. I don't think that Lamella can be this year's Mares, if only because Liverpool have the same pro- – the same thing could apply to someone like Adam Lallana, which is that, you know, on a team as loaded as Tottenham or uh, Liverpool are in their attack, the wealth is going to be spread around enough Agreed. that it's kind of – you're never going to – like, uh, to be a Riyad Mahrez and a, to, to be this year's Mahrez – You've got to be in a team that needs you to basically create most of the scoring, the vast majority of the scoring. I mean, you could be like, if you're like a Gareth Bale talent, then it doesn't matter who else is surrounding you. But in most cases, you know, you need to be like the, the focal point of your offense to be to, to pick up the kind of points that Mara's picked yeah. up. And like, yeah, I do think there is something that to that point that. Mares and Vardy probably scored ninety percent of yeah Lester's, some ridiculous like, number yeah yeah, yeah exactly like, so, like, yeah like Lamella is not doing that for <laughs> yeah, like you exactly. can put that down right now yeah um, I mean but to it'd that be at least point, at least half their goals last to year. that point yeah. and like what's interesting about this like topic is that a lot of those mid tier emerging midfielders that were plentiful last year with Piat and Mares and yeah um, like even like Sigurdsson towards the end of the season, like the, all those players have vaulted in price this year. <laughs> yeah. So, so you, you got to find need these you, new, you like, need the new ones. Exactly. Yeah. So I, it is a good quite like things topic to be talking about. Lamella is someone that I'm, that I'm kind of tempted to, to think about right now because it's 7 million. You know, I could, I could turn Ali into Lamella that 1.5 million then turns Firmino, who also disappointed for me this yeah. weekend into Eden Hazard. I could do that in game week three without burning any points. Yep. So that's yeah. that's a tempting yeah. move. Yeah, and if you're yeah if you're using that money right, I think at the end Ali and Lamella will be about the same. But 
um, from a point fantasy point production. It's still a hard. It's still a hard thing to wrap my head around. But you know, it's still yeah. <laughs> a world where it's I might haircut. a world where yes. I might bring in Eric yeah. Lamella is still is still tough for me. I'm sorry, <laughs> sorry, Spurs fans, including you. So, what are some other mid tier midfielders? Well, I think Nathan Redmond is the one that we talked about on the you know on, on the on our team preview on Southampton. I was sort of banging the drum about him so often, but I just felt like you know a six million striker in a team like a six million midfielder like his playing as a striker. On Spurs, irresistible, picked up 10 points, almost had two goals. I, I, yeah, I feel like any time you can get a midfielder that's playing more forward, uh, like I think um, Arnautovic was like that last year Yeah, uh, for Stoke, that like when they're misclassified, it's like something you have to jump on. Like. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And, you know, I think that, I mean, Nathan Rim is just somebody I've always kind of liked. I liked him when he was at Norwich. Uh, I thought he was a good fit for this Southampton team. They really need another striker. I'm not sure if they're going to get one before the transfer window closes. Uh, if they do, that could force you to reevaluate things a little bit. But at the moment, six million playing as a striker frees up cash elsewhere in your team. I think he is he is, he is the one midfielder that I'd be looking at bringing in if I didn't have him already. Uh, Ross Barkley, what do you think about Barkley? Ugh, <laughs> what don't I think about Barkley? <laughs> I, this is well, and I actually was thinking about this on my way over here. So we were talking yesterday when we were watching matches, like classic Barkley scores like to start the year. Right. Kicks things like, off the bat. Yeah. Everybody's yeah. talking about how he's the must get. And then he's <laughs> probably going to crap out after like a couple of weeks. But this is what we've seen in the past. Is, is is there something to the strategy of getting him early with a plan of getting rid of him after a few weeks? I think that's reasonable. I think that's I mean, we don't know if Ronald Komen, you know, he was he was he was great as a Southampton manager. You know, started really strong his first year at the club. Maybe he's motivated them in a way. You know, he's found yeah. found some way to unlock. And because Barkley is another guy, he's, he's like, um, you know, he's he's similar to um, uh, Lamella, where he's he's still really young. You know, yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, Barkley is still like a you know future starter on the English national team, probably. You no, know, yeah. Still click I guess the thing that always concerned me, even with the new manager coming in, is that like Martinez's problem was not like offense and going like a, a positive approach to the game like like there were plenty like of opportunities in that strategy for Barkley to just like sort of flourish and he would yeah. just like disappear in game that is definitely true I mean the second half of last season in particular and I you know I mean you wonder in hindsight if they kind of quit on him or yeah something. that's a good I mean, point yeah so it was just a I mean for someone of his talent to just I think he went, you know, 10 or 11 weeks without producing any real – maybe he had an assist in there or a goal in one game. And I know there was one game when the, – the one time he performed well was when Romulo Okonko didn't play. And I think he had two goals in that match. But, you know, that was – it was his outlier. You know, you look at his numbers and it's 2-2-2-2-2, two, 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 <laughs> you know, 16 and then 2-2-2 two, two, two again. So – yeah, yeah, I feel like if he was like 6.5, like I would probably consider going for him and taking a yeah. punt on it. But at 7.5, I feel like there's just so many other options you can get. Yeah, for- I, I I agree. I think that, um, I mean, so Redmond, Lamella, I think those are both more tempting. Uh, I threw a Leroy Fur on there, not because I think he's a great option. But if you if you know like some people just are they're committed to the game week three wild card. So if you know you're only going to play fur for one week, then having Leroy Fur in a team that still doesn't have, that still hasn't really gel. I mean, Leroy Fur is not long term. I think going to be a, a no. key player on Swansea, and their fixture is about to get a lot worse. Their next fixture is a home match to uh, Hull City. So maybe you bring in Fur as a one week punt at five million. You know, if you like the rest of your forward line, but you want to move out. 
you know, some 4.5, 5 million player, um, that might be a move that I would consider. Yeah, I mean, at 5 million, he's probably going to start for them all the time, at least. Like, who else yeah. are they going to play? Yeah, exactly. Um, so, I mean, that's a 5 million that's going to play all the time that could possibly provide you some attacking points. So that's And, you know, if, if your team's constructed the right way, he's... He's just your fifth midfielder, and you can just bring him in and stick him at the end of the bench. So I think he's he's not a bad wild card option. I think too. Yeah. I mean, if he's if he's going to be playing right at the front of the line behind uh, Lorente, then yeah, I think it makes sense to bring in Fur. So uh, Sushant uh, on Twitter said, uh, "Should I ditch Townsend for Ramirez, Lamella, or save?" Yes, yes. Like, <laughs> don't even think about it. Like. I, I agree. I mean, that Crystal Palace team. Even even when they bring in a striker, which they probably will, they've been linked with Barahino, they've been linked with uh, Benteke, even then it's not really going to help uh, someone like Townsend that much, I don't think. No, and uh, as, a, as as mentioned, I'm a Spurs fan, just like watching him on Spurs <laughs> is like yeah, so infuriating. Frustrating. What's yeah. frustrating, too, is that he has skills and talent that he could be like yeah. pretty great player, yeah. not like amazing, but like he just... Has never seen a shot he doesn't want to take, and it always like yeah. always rising up into like the fiftieth row. They needed that on Newcastle when he when he came in the second half of the last season, but it didn't really certainly didn't happen in game week one. Uh, you know, one player that I haven't heard a lot of people talk about right now that that I that I think is sort of tempting as a midfield as a as a as a mid priced option is uh, Shakiri, who's uh, six point five million plays for Stoke. Uh, Stoke have kind of a. I mean, they're, they're, the game week two fixture is not one that, that's very appealing. They're home to Man City. Well, uh, I will say when they when Stoke was at full strength, those few games they were where they had Shakiri and Arnautovic and um, everybody like on the pitch at the same time, they looked amazing. Like I think it was like that Man City game where they just like it was like Man City or Man U last season where yeah. they like. Just destroyed them. It's like both of them, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So, I, yeah. like, I if that if they can start humming again the way they did those few times last season, even with the tough fixture run, I do think they can get a goal or two in each, in one or two of these matches. And Shakiri's going to be very central to what they do. I yeah, I agree. And even even honestly, in game week two, I mean, you know, watching that Man City match, I mean, you could just tell they weren't quite clicking yet. You know, they had. You have, a, you have a brand new center back there and then squad and John Stones and you had Kolarov like playing as a center back. Yeah, let's just both crack our beers right now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> We've got our, our six point sweet actions here. You know, you could certainly see Spurs playing in that match. I mean, I'm certainly still planning to, to start John Stones. Okay, so let's move on to the next point, which is uh, promoted squads. Uh, who stood out at Hull, Burnley and Middlesbrough? Um, let's, let's start with Middlesbrough. I don't know if you caught any of this match. I, I happened to I saw the highlights. Okay, I, I happened to I watched probably forty five minutes or so of this match. I had a couple of players in it, and so I was kind of curious uh, just how that how they all clicked. And yeah, the player that we talked about on the podcast was uh, Gaston Ramirez, who is a former Southampton player, has battled injuries on and off the last couple of years. Still only twenty five years old though, and. Uh, it plays for the Uruguayan national team. So friends with wow. Suarez, one assumes. Yeah. Possibly friends with the, the, the great Diego Forlan. Who knows? I remember when he was on that Southampton team. He was like a fantasy must own. He, back then. It was, yeah, he had like a great run, was, and then yeah. he, I think he you know tore his tore his knee or something like that. So he was a he, he was a midseason transfer for for Middlesbrough. Uh, played really well once he once he joined the squad, and he looked fantastic in this match. He had he had the assist on the uh, on the Negredo goal. Should have scored a goal himself, actually. Too he had, he had a great run, and he just missed it by inches. 
uh, picked up a yellow card. He was all over the match. It just it was all over the place. Hitting the crossbar, uh, just very very action packed game. And so, at five point five million, I think he's an extremely tempting buy. I mean, he's, it's almost the perfect price for a fourth midfielder. So, uh, highly recommend uh, taking a look at Ramirez. Uh, the other player in Middlesbrough is Negredo, who uh, six point five million. Now, uh, this this brings us back to the Andre Gray thing. I feel like a lot of people are already talking about either Vardy to, to, to Negredo or Gray to Negredo. I mean, as a Gray owner, how are you feeling right now? Uh, I mean, looking at their fixtures, I'm fine with sticking it out, I think. Um, I mean, who do they have? Let me see. They have Liverpool. Like, there's goals in that game. Yep, for sure. Uh, for sure. And then Chelsea, which, eh, but then they play Hull and Leicester. Right. And right. I feel like it's a pretty good Poor run. Leicester. If one, one bad week and suddenly it's like, well, you got to hold him for that Leicester match. Well, like, <laughs> uh, man, like, yeah, I feel like defensively, like, without Conte there, yeah. like, I, I'm, I, I think they'll figure it out eventually, but I yeah. do think there's some new pieces and they're, it was like breaking up this perfect yeah, it was, system. like, greater than the sum of its parts. Yeah, and, yeah. and even just, like, taking... I kept the core of it, but, like, even taking out just, like, that one essential yeah. pin, it sort of has, like, let the some of the air wheels out of the fall. T- yeah, yeah. yeah. some of the air out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I, I think I think you're right, and I, I thought that Danny Simpson in particular looked really bad in that match. Yeah. Um, he, looked, he looked bad in the in the, uh, the supporters, or the, um, whatever that thing's called, Charity Shield. Yeah. A couple weeks well, ago. even, like, the, the there was... They gave up the second goal, I think it was, when uh, Schmeichel did the outlet throw. Yeah. He, yeah. he tried to get them going on the counter. Yeah. And, like, I forget who it was, but it might have been Musa or somebody, one of the newer additions. Yeah. Like, wasn't ready for the pass, and it was intercepted, and then yeah. that led to the second goal. Like, it's, so it, you wonder if they're a little jittery, you know? I mean, yeah. they shouldn't have that kind of desperation. You know, the, the halfway through the first game of the season, you know, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but so Middlesbrough has Sunderland, which has some goals, but then West Brom, Crystal Palace, and Everton. So, yeah, it's not as good as a fixture run. So, like, I, I'm fine with hanging on to Gray, um, especially if I'm making some midfield moves. Uh, yeah, because then I don't have to play gray. Like I can just do two up top. Um, I like the Sunderland fixture away in particular for uh, for Negredo, and you know I'm definitely planning to play Ramirez. You know Sunderland, West Brom, Crystal Palace. The next three, I feel pretty good about all three of those. I mean Sunderland played well, you know, against Man City. You know, in the Etihad, it was impressive. But I feel like a, a David Moyes always kind of does well against Man City. It's like yeah, he's got a kind of true. a... Yeah, He does. Yeah. You know, when he was at Everton, it was always kind of a, a theme with him. So uh, I don't know how much of that was really a factor, but uh, I know they, they played pretty well. And they were playing like a... They, they were playing a 20-year-old American on that squad. Had you even heard of that guy, Gooch? No. <laughs> there was literally... There was an American on Central who I'd never heard of before named Gooch. It was crazy. Is he the reason that Yedlin isn't on loan to them still? <laughs> I guess. It was so strange. So, uh, um, no, he's like a midfielder, I think. Like a one interesting midfielder. thing is uh, when we talk about, like, Lamella being this year's Mares, uh, you do have to wonder if Negredo and Ramirez are this year's Vardy and Mares. Well, possibly. I mean, yeah, given how well they linked up together. Yeah, exactly. Like, it, it, like it's hard to... Looking at that Middlesbrough team, who who yeah. consistently is going to provide them the attacking points, uh, it's probably these two. Like, 
So my the other team that I would think about would be would be Hull. The, the other kind of comparison maybe is is Hull with with Snodgrass and uh, Abel Hernandez. The uh, their their mid you know Robert Snodgrass the legendary former Norwich player uh, had a terrible knee injury finally came back uh, played half a season for Hull last year uh, picked up a great goal and uh, you know picked up ten points at five point five million. Now the thing about Hull is. They're only human, right? <laughs> they have an okay starting eleven, and the fact that everyone on Twitter, uh, in, the, in the newspapers, or the Guardian online, everywhere else, everyone was talking about them like it, it's not going to happen. Uh, like this team, like might not win a game this year. Like just terrible, terrible things. And I just wonder if they heard this and they thought, well, screw you guys, you know? Yeah. Like there, there's just like a little extra momentum there. Like it's the classic sort of nobody believes in us. And like if there's ever a squad that was that was, you know, you know, a candidate for the nobody believes in a school. It's certainly this team, right? So it does make you wonder if, uh, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe there's something there. I mean, they have they have terrible fixtures the next several weeks. That's part of the problem. They're 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 away to Swansea, which really isn't a great fixture. Um, you know, Man United. It's not a terrible fixture. You put that eleven against Swansea's eleven. There's not. It's not. It's not a terrible fixture, but it's. You know, but it's not like it's not a fantastic fixture. Right, so it's yeah. a it's a mediocre fixture. Uh, then they play Man United, Arsenal, and Liverpool in three of the next four. That's tough. That's yeah. pretty tough. And even away to Burnley in game week four is is no gimme. No, yeah. So it's it's a pretty tough run. So I, even if I was tempted to bring these guys in, and I and I have always kind of liked Snodgrass, and at five point five million, you know, it's not like he's replacing Eden Hazard, right? right? True. You know, so well, and yeah, someone to keep an eye out. For I do him. think if somebody is going to produce for them, Snodgrass will be. Part of it, yeah. Um, I think so too. Uh, a couple of years ago on that Norwich team, he was very essential for like a huge part of the season for Norwich. So exactly, there's there's no W. You just say Norwich, 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 Eddie, Norwich. <laughs> Norwich. <laughs> no. But I do think uh, while Hull has a better eleven than last year's Aston Villa, I do think they don't like given that they have zero bench. Yeah. There's only like if you the strategy of like riding the captaincy against Hull will start to play out. I think as the season goes on, it's yeah. You made the same point to me yesterday. I totally agree. I mean, a, a great starting eleven will will do fine until the Christmas fixtures roll around and you suddenly have exactly you know four matches in twelve days or whatever. Well, especially if they like win a couple matches in any of these cup games, like right, right. it's just like if if they're there's smart, no way, they'll just throw. No, they're like. they're like bringing they're bringing fans in the stands. <laughs> You're gonna like win a contest to play in the Capital yeah. One Cup this year. <laughs> there's no way that Hall wants any of those players. <laughs> but you know, that being said, so then, then Burnley, we talked about Gray already. Uh, there was really no one else in Burnley that it was. You know, so I actually, I started Tom Heaton, and um, I feel fine with that. I mean, I picked up four points from Heaton. It's it only it's only annoying because I had the ten points on my bench from yeah, Foster, Brown, Ben yeah. Foster. Thank you. Um, so you know, but, but viewed in a vacuum, picking up four from my keeper is, is perfectly fine. He picked up seven saves. I'm probably going to end up having Heaton on my team the whole year. You know, four point five million. He's going to. We, as we saw in this match, even if they're not going to score, he's going to pick up plenty of saves. Yeah, and I think that's something this year to think about too. Is like uh, goalie, like goalkeepers that can give you save points. Yeah, uh, even though they might not give you clean sheets consistently, um, that those yeah. can add up to a decent return over the whole season. Exactly, especially if they're your backup keeper or yeah. someone you're only playing in the absolute worst fixtures for right. your for your starter. 
I, you know, I, do, I am wondering now if when I play my first wild card, there's at least a chance I'm going to just go with the with Jakubovich, you know, it's four million, and and David De Gea at five point five million. I don't. I almost never have expensive goalkeepers, but the issue with De Gea is that it would be primarily a defensive move because he is one of the. He may be the most owned player in the Premier League. I think right. he has like forty seven percent ownership or something like that. So if any time, any time there's a Man U clean sheet this year, anybody who's doubled up on Man U's defense is going to be just like you know going yeah. shooting right past you. Now, the flip side is that if they. They don't score, then you have a great chance to, to move ahead. But it's very oh, scary yeah. not having to. Hey, I mean, even as a Shaw owner, I'm basically rooting against a Man U clean sheet right now yeah. because it's well. It's so, you know, I, I will say that that's where like having some Man U coverage doesn't. If you don't want to spend that money on De Gea, could like keep you afloat. You need at least one, I think. You need at least one. Yeah. I, I do think that's true. But since De, like De Gea is not going to get a, t- a bunch of save points, because as we saw in game week one, it seemed like Mourinho has that offense pretty like positive uh, as far as their like the way they're formed and like with yeah. Rooney and Ibra, like they're they're definitely holding a lot of the ball. So like yeah. It like De Gea is not going to get a lot of shots against him, so he's not going to he's not going to put up any many like ten pointers unless he like saves a penalty or something. That is that's a very interesting point. I mean, you are right. Like, I, I, maybe he'll occasionally have an opportunity to save a penalty or something like that. But in, in general, yeah, like it's, he'll get it's, a solid it's six. six or yeah, nothing. it's yeah. six or nothing. Yeah, that's and true. So that's you just have to keep. Yeah, that you're not going to get here. those. You're not going to get the, the the ten pointers like you're getting from Foster occasionally. Right. Yeah, that's a fair point. That's a good point. I mean, already he is zero. He doesn't have any clean sheets so far. So he's, I mean, he's, He's ranked yeah. tied for eleven. I, I was like giddy when I saw that goal going. <laughs> I was too. Even <laughs> even as even owning Shaw, I was like, oh, this this helps me more than it hurts me. Yeah. Arsenal, Leicester, Man City, Spurs. All of them were a little bit disappointing in, the, in this first fixture. You know, Spurs. We already talked about tough tough away fixture. I would say disappointing. Just not what we've come to. Yeah. Not, not maybe, typical players. Maybe personally yeah. disappointing because I had Ally. You know, I was hoping <laughs> yeah. for a little bit more. Yeah. Uh, but not not compared to like Leicester or Arsenal. That was just those were both. Bad. So what do you think about so Leicester? Are you gonna do you know what your transfer is gonna be this week? Have you have you already thought about I it? I don't. After uh-huh. well, after you mentioned holding on for one, I I, I need to look at my midfield and reconsider. Yeah. Like Redmond, I'm looking at either Redmond or Ramirez. Okay, I feel like I need I want to get one of them in. So and it's just a question of if I'm doing it this week or next week. Okay, and who would you, who would you think about dropping to bring in that? Uh. Oh gosh. Um, <laughs> well, so I fell into the Crystal Palace hype, uh-huh, uh-huh. and I have Kabai and Zaha. So, whoa, like, double those, Palace! I know <laughs> it's too I much know. Palace. That's well, got to be your move then. Yeah, it's it's one of them on a chopping <laughs> block for sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, What'd you get? Was it like a combined two points or something? Three. Well, Zaha was on my bench, so. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. All right. All right. Fair enough. So it wasn't. Terrible, but it, yeah, Kabai, Kabai to Ramirez or Kabai to uh, really Redmond. Really, Kabai to Redmond yeah, is a straight is my, swap, yeah. right? That's probably the That's best. Probably move. what I'm gonna do. You should keep an eye on the price change because Redmond might go up like a yeah. tenth this week. And I don't know if you have any money left in your bench, but that might I, be one to. I don't. I don't think. I know but, nobody. It's it, yeah. who has the self control? Exactly. Yeah, it's so hard that first um, game week. But yeah, like I mean, Lester. I feel like if you have Mares or Vardy, I think it's worth hanging on to them. Yeah, I, for I, another week. Like, 
I think so. I think they're so just, too. Like they're not, sh- they they're not going to go to complete shit. Like I don't, I, I don't think so either. I mean, I mean, I mean, Var- I mean Mares came through fine. Yeah, picked up eight points, perfectly yeah. acceptable haul. And uh, he looked decent in that. Not not great, but like not terrible. I think this is the worst possible fixture for Arsenal. I mean, coming off, you know, I mean, I, I really we don't even need to talk about Arsenal because Arsenal is a. It was a humiliating loss for them. All the Arsenal fans think so too. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not taking anybody off by saying that. We all. We, we and I'm an Arsenal fan. We all feel this way, and uh, it's just a tough time for that squad because so many of their players, you know, played played in the European Championships. So, so many of them are still, you know, Koscielny and and Ozil and you know Ramsey came back too soon. Yeah. Now he's out for a month, and yeah. you know I think that yeah Sanchez. I can't even remember that he played. Like. <laughs> yeah. Oxlade Chamberlain is the one player. I was going to say, out. like you yeah. guys called him out on the uh, on your review a couple episodes ago, and yeah, I would say if you're gonna do anything, maybe him. But is he even going to start? Like well, you don't even know. That that's the question: is is he going to start or is it? Um, Jeff Petter asked us a question on Facebook, and he said uh, it sort of ties into this question: is, is there anyone we're desperate to get in? Uh, obvious candidates if you don't have them being uh, Ibra, Mane, and Coutinho. Said also, are there potential bargains in Mata and Cazorla, or Cathorla, if you will? Yeah. Uh, that's that's a little hard for me to, to actually say. Um, it's like it's like literally hard for me to say. I'm not, not, not like embarrassed to say <laughs> yeah. it. It's just hard to say. Uh, Cathorla is a, is a tempting option. Uh, well, if, if, but, but he's if like Axley Chamberlain. Like, are these guys going to start? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, is Cathorla still on penalties? Like. Yeah, uh, I mean, I'm assuming he is, since Walcott can't even make anything. And exactly, and so I th- I would expect him to start in game week two. I don't know if if the Ox and Cathar will both start in game week two, but this is the problem: is it's just too early in the season. I mean, I right. think you know, two three weeks from now, if we're consistently getting starts from from the Ox or from Cathar, then I think they're they're both great options. And Sandy Cazorla, let's go back to the Z, the pronunciation. Yeah. Maybe it's wrong. <laughs> Sandy Cazorla, you know, has been a great fantasy asset over the years. I mean, there was a time, really, uh, you know, three years ago before Bezanozel joined the squad where he basically carried that team to fourth place, you know. He was faint, like, yeah. by himself. Yeah. Uh, and now he's kind of an afterthought on that team, you know, because he injured. Not, not an afterthought exactly, but just, he doesn't shine as brightly as, right. as Ozil and Sanchez. But, you know, I think that, but I think that um, neither one of those, you know, Cazorla or Oxley chamberlain are, are quite... Who I'd be looking at for my first transfer because I just don't feel confident they're actually going to start. And you don't want to bring anybody in, e- even if you're like, well, there'll be a power sub when they come right. into the system. It's not, that's not, there's, there's usually a better option than that. So Leicester were holding, Arsenal were avoiding, uh, Spurs, good fixtures to come. That brings us to Man City and uh, Spurs EPL champs 2018 says, I think you went 2018. Yeah, he's going a year ahead. It's a two-year process. Like that. Two-year I mean, process. Like Spurs, I, Spurs <laughs> fan. Or maybe he's not a Spurs fan. He's like an Arsenal I think he fan is. He's got, he's got the Spur. Yeah. He's got the Spur okay. avatar on, oh, his, okay. on his Twitter feed. Uh, it says, uh, "Will David Silva continue to start, or was the substitution an indicator that he may be replaced next week?" Now, I mean, to be totally honest, I can't answer that question. Uh, you can, because you know Pep well, a little bit. Yeah, Pep and I go way back. <laughs> uh, we used to hang out in this very room, actually. <laughs> uh, I, I will say I watched a post-game match uh, where they like they asked Pep about like not starting Joe Hart and if that would like yeah, put a fire under Joe Hart or something. And yeah. he's like... Well, He's a professional. I hope he like wants to yeah. like, play. Well, so like I do yeah. think like Pep came in like the equivalent of like like new to the prison yard yeah. and like instead of smacking like the biggest 
person down in the room. He just did it to everybody. Yeah. And like it's just like look, you're like who's going to have to fucking like who's who's left standing? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah you're exactly. going to have to earn your spot. Like I I think I think you're I think you're right. Um and you know the thing Claudio Bravo just signed with uh with uh, Man City today. So they're actually so hard is out basically. Yeah. Claudio Bravo is a <laughs> Uh, former uh, former uh, Barcelona starting goalkeeper, so it's basically over now for for. Insane. What does that mean? All that yelling in the tunnel. Where where's yeah, it? Gonna where's go? it going to go? I I really can't. <laughs> I cannot say. Uh, I actually know, but I cannot say. I'm literally, <laughs> yeah. literally can't say. Uh, I think I don't think I'd be playing. Um, I, I I wouldn't be planning to bring in. So this is the reason I didn't bring in Nolito, who looked okay at times in the match. He, he was also an early sub. Um, the problem is that Man City have Champions League qualifiers. They have they have a two legged uh, qualifying match they have to play, and those that's going to unfold over the next couple of weeks. And Nobody's safe on that team. Now, obviously, you need it. Sergio Aguero. But outside of Aguero, that whole midfield, well, I think, is up. KDB might be okay. K- like. KDB might be okay. Uh, he didn't have a great match, though. And at, at 10.5 million, he had, he had one. He had a free kick that was saved. But really, it was like yeah. a near-post free kick. It yeah. wasn't... Um, 90% of the keepers in the league are going to save that. Exactly. It, look, it looked cool. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but he skied a bunch over the bar. And he, he's kind of mercurial. I mean, I, at 9 million or 9.5 million, even, like, at, you know, at a pretty high price you can put up with that kind of performance. But I think at 10.5 million, you're really looking at a, a really, you need a deluxe return for that kind of price. Yeah. And I'm just not seeing uh, that with KDB. Yeah. So, so Silva, I mean, I, I would love to see David Silva do well because I just like watching him play. You yeah. Know, when he's healthy, he's just. Um, Really fun player to watch, and he links up really well with Aguero and picks up tons of. I mean, you know, there was a time, you know, three or four years ago when, you, you know, it was like you just started your team with Silva. He was like one yeah. of the first people you yep. slotted in. And, uh, you know, now he's got these ankle problems, and I just think it's. Um, he's not somebody I, I'm planning to bring in anytime soon. Same. That's for sure. Yeah. And I also think his minutes are going to get managed all year. So that, that's the other problem. We talked about the other disappointing squads, but, you know, Man U and Liverpool both actually stood out. I thought they both played really well. I mean, Liverpool, the, this kind of what will probably prove to be a famous ass kicking of Arsenal uh, at the Emirates. Really, embar- I mean, as you, you came over to watch this match, and it was just. So painful as an Arsenal fan. I'm so mad right now. I, I, uh, it's, well, as, as we <laughs> talked about, it's it's the the ass kicking Arsenal needed. Yeah, because otherwise they could have sat back and been like everything's fine. Or Ar- Wenger could have been like everything's fine. We're- I know. I'm I'm officially a Wenger out person. The, the, okay, the issue, and this has nothing to do with fantasy, but this is a quick like sixty second aside. Do it. The issue here is that. He is a manager who has acceptable results and doesn't ask the owner to spend any money at all, basically, right? The, the bare minimum every single year. And that is an unfireable manager because his results are just good enough for him to make the Champions League every year, which which is a windfall, but it also puts the fans in a position where they can't quite complain about it because right. they are, you know, they're finishing the top four. I mean, they finished second last year, but so... The only way it's going to end is for him to resign. There's no. Yeah. I, I bet they give him a contract extension, you know, or or they have to lose like eight of their first nine or something like that. Yeah. And so I, I don't want that to happen, but I, I'm wondering if that that's kind of has, has to, to happen. Take, yeah, yeah. That, if that's what it's going to take. So, well, yeah. Just, what's crazy is too is that like at, every time you hear about them transferring somebody in, it's like this attacking midfielder. It's like you have like, <laughs> like a million of them. It's a, like yeah, what Mares, do you do? Yeah. yeah, like what are they going to do with Mares? Like <laughs> yeah. he's the same exact player as like Alexi Sanchez. Like 
Although if he can re- if he replaces Theo Walcott, I no I'm yeah that, that I mean yeah, yeah. that's fair. Yeah. But like yeah. they desperately need like a number nine. Like yeah, totally. Because like Giroux is injured. Like nobody's even can come in. Like Walcott's yeah. injured. Like they have nobody. All right, so let's focus on the positive yeah. here. Yeah, I, positive. I I couldn't agree more. Uh, so Liverpool. Is there anyone that you don't have any Liverpool coverage, right? I don't. And is there anybody that you? I mean, it's the obvious. The obvious candidate here is is Coutinho and, and even possibly Sadio Mane. So we we had uh, I think you had retweeted somebody from the Hill Cheaters saying like, oh, like Liverpool midfield, like it's just going to be all over the place this season <laughs> as far as like attacking points. Yeah, yeah. Um, which I think is true. Yeah. So I think it's just you, you're going to have to like take your punts on most of the midfield or even like. The, yeah. Their forwards and like, and it's fine if the it's points are spread out. It's it's fine if they're scoring full four goals a game. It's fine if the points are spread out. Right. I mean, you just pick up two Liverpool midfielders. Right. That might exactly. be the solution. But I do think with if Coutinho stays on free kicks, he is your so, like the yeah. most solid pick. I would yeah, say. Yeah, used gonna... to because it used to be a little more of a Jordan Henderson Coutinho split, mm-hmm. and maybe now it's 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 mostly Coutinho. I thought that. You know, for me, so I have Firmino, and you know, Colin Bothwell sent a question to us on Twitter. He said, "You know, can you explain how I own Sanchez and Firmino and get four points from a seven-goal game?" <laughs> it's insane. Yeah, that's it's that's so frustrating. And I I have Firmino, and yeah, there was one point Sanchez missed a really a, he had a great free kick in a great spot. It didn't go anywhere. But Firmino, I thought he was active. You know, he set up Coutinho for what should have been his hat trick goal. He, he, he uh, check made a great save. So you know, Firmino was active. He was involved with a little more luck. I think. Those the, the point totals could have been reversed. Right. No, for sure. And I think it's something where if you're looking at Firmino versus Sanchez, Firmino was present in yeah. that game. Sanchez yeah. was non-existent. Yeah. Like, not to say that Sanchez is going to be like that all season, but like... He has those games, though. Yeah, yeah. there's more... Uh, a posit- more of a positive outlook, I feel like, if you if, even if you have Firmino, that he'll get his eventually. I, th- I think so, too. I'm a little... Nervous about not having Sadio Mane, to be honest. I mean, oh man, that the, goal the, was insane. The goal was insane. It just seems like he's a good fit for the style that Jurgen Klopp yeah. plays. And yeah. so I, I got seduced by the 0.5 difference uh, between Firmino at 8.5 and Mane at 9 million. But I know that there's a big run in Coutinho right now, but I would actually be going towards towards Mane if I was making the transfer in. I, I, I do, do you think, Ma, uh, what's their price difference? It's $1 million. So Coutinho's $8 and Mane is 9 So I would probably, for me, I would go with Coutinho just because he looks like he's going to be on free, like free dead ball free kicks. Yeah. Um, it be interesting to see who's on penalties. Maybe it's Sturdy. That, that might be something that tips it over. But like Mane is yeah. not going to be on kick. Like free kicks, he's just not like. But it does seem like he's gonna. He fits so well into this offense that like it's. I was I was l- get a lot. I was lamenting that when Adams at eight million. I wish that Gigi Wijnaldum was even at seven point five. He's a little more. T- eight million just seems too like much. a little too yeah. high for way too much. Yeah, for given that he doesn't necessarily have a position well, and in, the, he, in that squad right he, now, like, he just he has like a position, last but no one season, knows where it he is. will have two fixtures this year where he's gonna get like. A bunch of goals. <laughs> but, and then everybody's going to be like, Bug! But he picked up the assist, and, you know, but Lalana actually is the one. If I, if I were wildcarding this week, uh, Lalana would be a very tempting buy. At $7 million, he scored in the pre, he scored in the last preseason match, and then he scored. He looked in, in great in that Barcelona match. And yeah. I think the same, yeah, he looked really good in this one. I think, I mean, really, all of their goal, midfielders goal you can't go wrong with. It's just, yeah. I think if you're picking one, you have to pick one knowing that you're not going to 
there's a chance like you could go on a two to three game week drought. Yeah, exactly. But then you're gonna get some. You, you just at some point. You like, just can't be super results oriented after one yeah. week. I mean, I, I know I said I wasn't gonna keep saying it, but it it, <laughs> it is true. Like you just it's, can't you can't look true. at one result and be like Coutinho is a great player and Firmino is a bad player. It's, and it's, I, you know, I will it's, say it's a, it's bad luck dump is a, is any, a Firmino unless over. you have Klein for some attacking points. Dump any Liverpool defender. You Even have. then, like, I mean, I think one of the most shocking stats from last year was that Nathaniel Klein over thirty eight weeks only picked up two bonus points. I don't even know how that's possible for a defender to have that few bonus points. <laughs> well, and he probably had that season. like after like three game weeks when he was at Southampton. Yeah, like, it was, yeah, exactly. It was, it was very strange. So, yeah, I mean, you know, the problem with Moreno is that Moreno was like a he's a fan, he's a great fantasy player and kind of a terrible real life player. Yeah, just yeah. bad fit for that squad. I think when that penalty conceded was terrible. Um, so yeah, I, I I totally wouldn't be bringing any Liverpool defenders, even for their attacking potential. It's just there's got to yeah. be a better place to 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 make your buys. So uh, Man U is Latan essential? Well, probably. I mean, at eleven, probably. Po- I think at eleven. I mean, the the price. It's tempting to say no because of the price, but I think his ownership is so high that you're just in a I terrible position. Um, you go the, the other opposite. way. I yeah. think he's essential because he is 11 right now. He's going to he's at the end of the season he's going to be like a 13. Yeah. Oh, so you okay, you're you're, you're green. You yeah, yeah. Get him now. Yeah. Otherwise you're looking at like a January wild card to get him in. You might be right. I have this I have this reluctance to 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 like totally agree to it because Aguero is already essential. Like he's and, at the same yeah. ownership levels as Aguero. I know. And you need him both. It's only going to rise yeah. i feel like where because like like aguero is going to be very limited he's yeah. he's maxed out because he's so expensive yeah yeah and his ownership level was so high to start the season yeah yeah right but i yeah i think i mean it's just kind of, it's kind of a bummer because that means that 24.5 million of everyone's team a little a quarter of your value is going to be tied up in these two players yeah but i think for the time being i think they probably all are both essential but i think what's interesting is that like who do you captain yeah, well, like that's where, like this is we're back into the SAS yeah exactly uh, le- uh, year where it's like, do you captain Sturridge or Suarez? Like, yeah, it actually leads right into the the our final uh, talking point of this game week, which is uh, game week two captaincies. Uh, we had three different questions about them. Um, FPL Koi says, uh, "Do we?" I'm just gonna say them all at once, and then we can we can take right, them individually. Uh, FPL Koi says, uh, "Do we go Ibra or Aguero for game week two? Uh, Richard Orfer says, uh, keep the arm brand away on Aguero at Stoke um, or switch over to Ibra at home. <laughs> and uh, so similar themes yeah. there, the Ibra-Aguero debate, which I guess at least there are two options. I mean, last year it was basically just Aguero every game week, yeah. right? So we have some yeah. options now. Yeah. And then Moment of Magic Pod says, all caps, should I captain Snodgrass? <laughs> Triple captain Snodgrass. That's the answer. That, yeah, yeah, that's triple the answer. Three. Done. Yeah, the new name of the podcast yes. is Triple Captain Snodgrass. <laughs> Game week two. <laughs> uh, I think that... Okay, this is a tricky one, actually. I, so I, I don't want to... I wish I could speak confidently in terms of my opinion on this. I think that my only... I actually think that, that, that captaining Ibrahimovic in Game Week 2 is a really tempting idea. My only concern is whether he may come off the bench because they played a because he's he's thirty four going in thirty five. They played a Sunday match and this is a Friday match, so you know it's Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. It's only four days off. You wonder if maybe he doesn't start the match, and if he doesn't start the match, then then I think then I think you want to go Aguero. 
Yeah, uh, I agree. Like, I actually have Ibra, um, and I don't know how often I'm going to captain him. Mm -hmm. If only because he doesn't seem essential to what Man U is doing. Um, But he's a can't not have because, like, he can score a goal at any moment. Yeah, yeah. Um, In the way that Aguero can. Um, So I actually, like, going into the season, I was, especially after seeing that uh, Community Shield match, like, I I think he could be one of these, um, like, forwards that, like, ends up with, like, 20-something goals, but, like, has very few bonus points. I know he got the three this time, but um, I do think he'll over time not get as many bonus points as like your Agueros or whoever. Um, it's hard. To, it feels like that whole team is still so up in the air menu. Yeah. I mean, you know, Mkhitaryan didn't play. We, we, we expect long-term that he'll be a starter. I mean, Juan Mata, some people How are asking us. Yeah. Some people are asking us about Mata. I, I don't think that Mata is a player worth bringing in um, because I just don't know. I mean, they might've just been basically putting him in the shop window. I think that's, Probably more of the case. Like, I, yeah. I mean, he, or he was. Do you think it was more goal. of a player manager, like managing a player, being like, "I took, I sub, subbed you on, no. and then subbed you off." I don't twenty think, minutes later, so I'm gonna like give I don't, you the start. I don't think then, he would do that because I think the stakes were too high, you know. And then, yeah. and way to Bournemouth is not an easy fixture. I mean, in, in hindsight, it's like oh, routine three one win, but you know, Bournemouth is. Pretty solid. A was that away, that's pretty, that was, it was. It was away. Oh, was. Yeah. Oh, I thought it was home. Yeah. So it was away. You know, it was a team that's pretty. You know, it was pretty much the same as last year. I thought Bournemouth played a little bit better, to be honest. Uh, so I think that. I don't know. I think that he like either he thought it was a good matchup or or he's shopping him. You know, and I, I still wouldn't be surprised if at the end of August Mata's playing in you know Valencia or something like that. Right. Yeah, and I, like whatever's going on with Man City right now, like. Aguero is is still getting service. Like they have enough quality, yeah. he's gonna get the service. He's gonna get a lot of chances. I think, so. yeah. Um, and I, I I agree. Like I like I would lean towards Aguero on this, but like overall, my strategy is gonna be only Captain Ibra when it's like obvious. Yeah, but otherwise kind of stick with Aguero. Yeah. I don't think you can really go wrong with that strategy, especially with Stoke not playing particularly good defense um, at the moment. Uh, or like the last year or two, really. <laughs> uh, but I do think that I'm actually leaning slightly towards Captain Ibrahimovic at the moment. But I, I think I'm going to pay close attention to the to the Ben Dinnery Twitter feed and to you know the press conferences. See if I can glean something from uh, from what Mourinho says about Ibrahimovic. Now, you know, Mourinho is always going on about how you can't think of him as a 34 year old because of the kind of shape he's in. He might as well be ten years younger, which is which, which is absolutely true. I mean, I'm I'm 34. I'm the same age as Zlatan Ibrahimovic. Uh, <laughs> I like can't walk up a flight of stairs anymore without gasping for breath. So I it is hard for me to wrap my head around. I think around, it's a New York thing, though. I feel like people that work out all the time still gasp for that's breath true. when they're. We going have up very steep stairs. stairs. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very steep here. Yeah, we don't have the, we don't have nice escalators like they did in London. <laughs> yeah, they're always broken. The ones yeah. that we have, we do have. Uh, but and I guess the the key question then is you know should Magic of Moment Pod uh, Captain Snodgrass and I think the answer is uh, a resounding yes. Uh, yes, yeah. The Magic of Moment Pod is in our private league, so I would actually uh, I, I would, would I would lock the it. captain. Yeah. I would I, that's that's yeah. my, that's my lock of the yeah. week is just 
Triple Captain Snodgrass. I w- yeah, not. I would say play your wild card and pick up all the whole players you can. Can like, you field eleven Snodgrass? Like El El Muhammadi, like <laughs> like pick him up. Yeah, yeah. Can, can you field eleven Snodgrass? <laughs> I yeah. Snodgrass is eleven. <laughs> Snodgrass eleven. <laughs> Change your team name. Like just really own it. I probably put four Snodgrasses on my bench too. So that'd be it'd be, it'd be a true Snodgrass fifteen. All right, let's take a quick break, and we'll come back with a few uh, listener questions. Same old podcast, always shady. We're back. We have some Twitter and Facebook questions. The first two questions concern Everton. Mahesh on Facebook said, I can see Everton having a fantastic year. You know what, Mahesh? I hope they think you're having a fantastic year as well. Uh, with the news <laughs> that Lukaku may sign a new contract, there are basically two good options, Barkley and Lukaku. I haven't heard this news about Lukaku. I L- haven't either. Lukaku was almost certainly going to go somewhere else next year. But, you know, let's 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 table that for the moment. Um, who should we go with? They have amazing fixtures for the next 30 days. It's an interesting question. Uh, we haven't actually talked about... I, like I've, I, I think I've called every question an interesting question so far. <laughs> uh, we have not talked about Lukaku at all. And, you know, Everton have a decent run of... They really do have a pretty good run of fixtures coming up. And their way to West Brom, which I actually don't think is a pretty yeah, good Yeah, I don't fixture. think that's a good fixture. But. but then Stoke, Sunderland, Middlesbrough, Bournemouth. Excellent fixtures. Yeah. And... If Lukaku comes back and plays well in game week two, I think he's a tempting option. I wouldn't. I'm not planning to bring him in for game week two, and I mean, if I had Lukaku, Lukaku was actually a pretty highly owned player going into the season. Um, I, you know, I don't know how many people like. I think the kind of people who are listening to this podcast weren't necessarily tempting to bring in Lukaku in because uh, he was uh, pretty clearly going to be out with an injury. But I think that um, Lukaku is definitely one to. Um, one to keep an eye on. He might even play the full 90 in this match, though. So yeah. I think um, long-term, long-term, I'm just more inclined to pick Lukaku over uh, Barkley in general. I think yeah. there are better no, options than Long-term, I agree. I, I, did he injure himself, like, going into the fetal position after he heard Roberto Martinez as the <laughs> Belgian manager? That's probably what yeah. it was. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but yeah, I, I agree. But one thing, uh, I think that uh, Balassi transfer just went in um, to Everton. That's a great so point. I, I do wonder how that's going to affect their formation. Who's Balassi yeah. coming in for? Um, you know, Brandon has done like 40 of these podcast episodes. He's never had a point like that before. <laughs> I'm just saying, that was that was a very good point. <laughs> That's what I bring. You're right. Belasi at $6 million. If they plug him right in, that is an absolutely fantastic $6 million option. Super low ownership. It's going to take uh, people a while to catch he, up. He like, was incredible at certain moments for Crystal Palace. Yeah. So I, I, it'll be interesting to see. But like, it'll also be interesting to see when Lukaku and him yeah. are together, how they link up. Um, it's hard to say. And Lebo- yeah, Belasi was a little streaky, to be sure. But... That it was, you know, it's a Crystal Ball team that didn't have a striker. They did, yeah. If they, yeah, if they had a Lukaku, like I do wonder. It could be very different. How much that open? Even someone just to, just to draw up. some yeah. defensive attention yeah. away from him. Yeah. So yeah, I, I think you're right. I think I think Blasi is the one is the one to keep an eye on. Uh, Siraj says, "Hey, um, Siraj says, what are your thoughts on the Everton defense? Uh, they look solid against Spurs, and they have great fixtures coming up. It's a little tricky." Because uh, Ashley, uh, Ashley always Williams, tricky. always tricky. <laughs> always treating, always tricky. <laughs> they have some tricky fixtures coming up. I mean, they have some there's good fixtures coming up, but um, they have some tricky uh, maneuvering to do. We know that Seamus Coleman is probably out for four weeks. Uh, there, he was photographed in this in this walking boot. 
so no no Coleman and um, maybe bringing in Ashley Williams and I think Ashley Williams is a great signing for them. I think he'll solidify their defense. He's at five million. I think he's a great option. Um, Leighton Baines is five point five million. I, I, yeah, I do think Leighton Baines if he's back on like free kicks and corners like. Yeah, always worth uh, a punt just because he can get those assists yeah. uh, or even like free kick goals. Um, I mean, looking at their fixture, they they do have a good fixture run from a attacking standpoint, but I like it seems like there's going to be goals in these games. Like Stoke is like a very attack. Like yeah, like I, I could see them being like one one two one matches. Like they're I I don't know how many clean sheets I see in these. In these matches, I'm inclined to agree with you. I, I, I don't know that I'm. I wouldn't be excited about bringing in. Uh, I, I really, to be honest, I'd be more excited about bringing in a middle air, uh, a West Brom defender yeah. right now over an Everton defender. Same. Yeah, I just don't. I mean, I know that's like a little bit of like, oh, what happened again? You know, like, like what happened lately? But it wasn't like Everton's defense was historically been that solid. You know, the last. Now, granted, it was under For Martinez, sure. but and in Coleman, you know, traditionally has had very strong defenses at Southampton, so. But it's just a wait and see, I think. Yeah, yeah, and like I, I, I don't know. Their defense looked okay against Tottenham, but not like nothing you have yeah. to have. I agree. Um, so yeah, I, I, I would say wait. So Sam Ender says Swansea's Amat and Kingsley scored well this week. Who do you think is the better bench option at four million? This is an easy one. It's Jordi Amat. Uh, he is uh, he's, he's four. Well, they're both four million, but he's four million. And he is much more likely to start. It looks like he's probably going to, at least until he screws it up, it's a very good chance, or they bring in somebody at the, at the end of the transfer window, he is the new starting center back for that squad. So um, Kingsley, meanwhile, is kind of filling in for Neil Taylor, who uh, was on the Wales national team. Needed a little extra time to recover, but he played, I know, in like a Swansea under-21 match this week or something like that. So uh, I think that... I think that Taylor's probably going to slot right in right away, so I wouldn't bring in Kingsley. I'd definitely bring in Amat. And then, you know, so like, Lamont, Swansea did keep a clean sheet. They have a very good chance of keeping a clean sheet in game week two. They have a terrible run of fixtures after that. But if you're just looking for a four million defender that starts that you can stick at the end of your bench, I think he's a great option. Yeah, and it's, I do say it feels like they're pretty much setting up like we're going to try to like clean sheet our way through this. Pictures. I'm, I'm, this, I'm like, into it. I love Swansea. Whatever it takes, guys. Like, because I don't know how. I'm amazed they scored a goal last game week, and we'll see. Leroy like, Fur, man. I yeah. know. Yeah. Um, but so Jim Payne on uh, the next one. Jim Payne asks, "Who were your four biggest surprise players in game week one? Two unexpectedly good and two disappointments." All right, I'll take the good, and you can take the bad. All right, that sounds good. Uh, the good are uh, Hull players we've already talked about. I think that uh, we probably were underrating those players a little bit. Just uh, you, you, you saw all the red, all the all the red and the orange on the website, and it was <laughs> kind of easy to dismiss them. And yeah. you know, the, the bad fixtures coming out, but you know that, that that's exactly where value can be found sometimes. Well, and they loaded with Premier League experience on right. that eleven. Like, so it's not yeah. like it was some like. And Abel Hernandez, a team that hasn't been in the league forever. So. Abel Hernandez has a was having a Andre Gray type summer. I mean, the guy's been scoring in every fixture, so not a total shock. I actually think in the end he only was credited for an assist on that the double the bicycle double bicycle kick. kick. Uh, but I think that always if, cheating goal of the year. If you're, yeah, <laughs> if you're looking for a true, 
a true differential option. I think that Abel Hernandez is six. I mean, I, Diamande at four point five million might be one to think about too. He picked up eight points on the weekend. Um, you know, I, I especially be, when they're playing like Middlesbrough or like like a championship team that yeah. they like are familiar with. I feel like they might be a little more comfortable like going attacking against them. I just think if I were if I were a sport a hull if I was thinking about bringing in a hull player, not even a hull supporter, just if you're just a manager who doesn't who doesn't care about any of these teams, and you're bringing, you're looking to bring in a player, I think I would wait until. Um, like game week eight or so, and that's when like so they have all of these tough matches, right? They play they play Man U, Arsenal, Liverpool, Chelsea, but then they play Bournemouth, Stoke, Watford, Sunderland, West Brom, Middlesbrough, Crystal Palace. This great run of of reasonable fixtures, and maybe then is when you want Abel Hernandez at six million, yeah, or or sounds, Bobby Snodgrass, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bobby Snods. Trevor, who are your disappointing players? Uh, I'm gonna have to go with Vardy, like. Not because he didn't score, but because of the way he didn't score. <laughs> like so many like chances, and yeah. just uh, I don't know if he was just, just not painful. up for it or yeah. Uh, I mean, I think a lot of them came out not like expecting to win this and not really putting in the effort that probably they needed because they probably saw all the. <laughs> this is really the problem with having a forty million forward line is that. If they don't any game week where they don't score, you're like, "What did I do? Like, why? Why did I have this expensive forward line? What was the point?" Uh, anyone uh, else? Uh, and then I would say the Man City midfielders. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. Um, um, yeah, just uh, KDB. We already talked about a little. Yeah, bit we already. talked a lot about it already. But uh, I, I, I mean, who knows if any of them will be playing for Man City? <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, exactly. But did you have uh, another good? Surprise! I think he asked for two unexpectedly good and two disappointments. That's true. We're really we're answering this yeah. question the letter yeah. of the it's a letter. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I Coutinho. Uh, you know, I think obviously, I think he had a, you know, played really well. I mean, Coutinho is a streaky player. You know, it's he'll have three straight fixtures where he has double figures, and then he'll kind of disappear for a few weeks. But man, you know, when he looks good and if he's engaged, he is he's a he's a great fantasy player. And eight million, you just. You can accept a little bit of inconsistency. Yeah, I mean, you almost wonder what the addition of Mane does. It maybe, to that. Does, yeah, yeah, maybe it, it, maybe he's winning more free kicks yeah. for him to take. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and also just like uh, having him like be more engaged um, when yeah. you have like more of these players that are like 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 Gatino has to be basically ready to get the ball because they're like gonna win it back even more than they did last year. Like, yeah, that's that's an interesting um, point. Yeah. So I, I think, yeah, I think that continue. I think maybe I, I could almost say the entire uh, Liverpool for uh, middle, middle, you know, yeah. midfield because yeah. it was it was really just impre- very impressive performance throughout. Um, and who cares if they concede goals? You know, whatever. Yeah. It's it's a one point clean sheet <laughs> yeah, bonus exactly. loss. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> lay. Minya my ass. Uh, FPL Stato uh, asks: Is there a number of game week one points you can have to justify making no transfers before game week two? Um. No, I, I don't think so. I, I, I wouldn't think about it that way. I, I would just think about um, fixtures, and I'm not even necessarily concerned about balance at this point, like having a balanced squad, because I'm sure I'm going to be wildcarding fairly soon. So right now I'm just, I'm really like, what's the, what are the next two weeks of fixtures looking like, two, three weeks? Who do I need for those fixtures? Yep. And, and yeah. not thinking so much about, about long-term. Yeah, and I, I would maybe say, like, not even so much the number of points but like just some of these 
template players that are starting to show up, like Ibra or yeah. like obviously Aguero. Like just making sure you have coverage on those just to keep right. pace with everybody as the, as their price starts to rise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, and their ownership levels grow. Like yeah, um, I, yeah. I mean, at fifty seven points, I don't feel. Like I think, yeah, I think overall I'm like three hundred and fifty seventh or something, yeah. like, fifty seven thousandth, uh, which is like a perfectly okay place to be after game week one. I think you know, yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah. A, for sure. Yeah, yeah. so um, I mean, yeah, like looking at lads on Torre, like obviously, like I see the mistakes I made in my midfield, yeah. and like just know I need to correct those. Um, right, right, and that that's the difference between like. Being number one in the Hail Cheater Super League, and being like four hundred forty seconds. So, uh, uh, Calvin Chan says, uh, "Should I keep Schrodinger's Wallcats for one more week?" <laughs> no, God, why would you? I don't think so either. Um, I think that it, Calvin Chan won our league last year. He's the reigning champ. You know, yeah, I mean, you gotta, res- you gotta respect, no, gotta respect, respect. His, his moves, mad but respect. I don't think I'd be. I mean, well, it was a weird game for Walcott. You know, misses the penalty, scores the goal, but then kind of disappears in the second half of that well, match. And I was watching uh, some analysis of the uh, highlights of that match, and they were showing that it was actually like. Uh, um, I think it was Mourinho on Liverpool that was like out of position on right. that goal. Like, so if he doesn't run out of position, like Walcott yeah. might not have scored. Like, he's not going to take away from the he's goal. He's not going to have like, Alberto Moreno to bail yeah, him out every week. Exactly, yeah. exactly. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, he only scored even with the goal. He only like netted like three five, points. Five, yeah, five, five points. points to like, all, yeah. So it's not like you got a huge return on it. I think there's at least a little bit of concern too about whether he's going to um, actually start. Uh, Long term for them, you know. Right. I think that he's. Uh, I mean, it's possible that that his spot. Well, now now that now that Ramsey's out, he'll probably be. He's probably a sure starter for a while. But you know, I think long term, I mean, you could see someone. You know, there are other players in that squad like Oxlade Chamberlain and um, and even um, who's the guy who plays for the Costa Rican? T- Joel Campbell. Oh, Joel Campbell. Yeah, yeah, Joel Campbell might slot in there too. So. Walcott's already said he does not want to be playing as a forward anymore. There was a sort of idea that you can make him a forward for a while. So so he's out on the wing, but there's a lot of competition on the wing at Arsenal, as yeah. we already said. So um, I think that I'd be a little nervous about having him just because I not – only, not only is there concern about his performance, but just about him actually starting, you know, each week. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, Razzie Boy uh, asks, uh, can you give a rundown of the 6.5 to 8 million striker options – up to the international break. The, there are three that I've highlighted here that I think are worth talking about, uh, all of whom we've talked about to some degree already in the podcast, so we can we can make this quick. It's the final question, too, so let's, oh, you know, we're yeah. almost done. There you go. We can eat food soon. <laughs> uh, Alvaro Negredo, I think, is, uh, I can't believe I'm saying this because I was really, like, I, I, I called him, like, I called him the anti-moneyball player on the last <laughs> podcast. <laughs> But I just like the way he looked in that Middlesbrough uh, attack, and I really like the fixtures that are coming from for Middlesbrough. So I think at six point well, five million, and if Ramirez is playing the way he's playing, I, I think it's it's a good link yeah, up between yeah, those two. Definitely. Exactly. Um, I think that uh, the other one is uh, Andre Gray not willing to give up after one week. I think that Andre Gray is a hold for most managers. Uh, they're home to Liverpool in game week two. There's no reason to think Liverpool won't give up a goal or two in this match. Um, and uh, and then they have a tough match to Chelsea in game week three. Uh, but then if you hold, you have you have Hull in game week four. So I think that I think that ultimately, 
you know, two of the next three fixtures are pretty strong for, for Gray, yeah. so I, I would yeah. keep him for those. And uh, and the final one is uh, is Rondon uh, at West Brom, who looks good. Looks like he's pretty much the only guy who can score on that team. Yeah, I mean, he had a pretty good run at the end of the last season for them, and uh, the only reason why I could see him maybe not producing consistently is if they just decide to like park the bus. Yeah, yeah, um, which they're known to do. Uh, but otherwise, like uh, he's definitely a good option. I think so too, and I, and I, I, I actually just heard that um, West Brom might be in for Benteke now, which is Back, kind of interesting. Going, didn't he play for them on a loan or something? I, I don't think so. I think he was just Aston okay. Villa, yeah. But uh, you know, you maybe think of Lukaku, who was uh, oh, that's uh, what I'm uh, yeah, yes. old old West Brom. Uh, he was pretty good, actually. Yeah. I remember sort of hat trick yeah. in Ferguson's last match. Um, but um, yeah, I think that. Um, I, yeah, it would be interesting to see how Benteke and Rondo would work together. I don't, I don't at the moment see how that they're could both, work. They seem like the same player. They do almost. seem like the same player. Yeah. yeah, but maybe there's maybe you can do a four four two and have two, two hulking yeah, strikers bruisers, or something. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, those are our questions for the game week. Uh, upcoming fixtures. We're not going to run through uh, all of these, but uh, we got our first Friday night fixture. Uh, of the season, uh, I know there was. There's only one last. Be year. sure to say your team uh, pro for like exactly before the yeah. date. A little easier in the UK, but yeah, if you're in the yeah. US, you got until probably I think it's it'll be like something like two o'clock on on Friday. So. Yeah, you don't have to worry about that drunk like yeah. one a.m. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, like staying up all night worrying yeah. about your team. Yeah, uh, and then that's Man U Southampton, which is actually a, a match that I'm I'm very excited about. And uh, I'm planning to play Nathan Redmond, too, even though I'm a little nervous about, you know, how they'd actually look in this match. But, uh, yeah, and then the question is just whether you think um, whether you think Eber is your guy, you know. And I think that – I think right now, if just with no – like no personal feelings aside, I think that keeping the armband on Aguero is the way to go with, with, with um, Eber as the vice captain. But I think um, you can certainly make a compelling argument for Ibrahimovic, yeah. too. Um, and then, uh, yeah, we got a bunch of pictures on Saturday. Um, there aren't a lot of stand, like, you know, the, Leicester Arsenal, I guess, is the one standout fixture. That's the um, that's the uh, the evening match on Saturday or 1230 match here in the U.S. Yeah, uh, I agree. I, I think, like, Burnley-Liverpool could be really fun. Um, yeah. Just from a pure watch. From a pure know, watch. If we had, you guys, I don't think you guys had a pure watch Brent, last week. Yeah, Trevor, it's on. Uh, it's this week's pure watch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there you go. You hear that, Brandon? No, to be honest, it's not It's not a true pure watch, though. Because true. Yeah, because that's, all, that's all fantasy. Yeah, everyone's going to have a, after, after that performance, <laughs> it's somebody, a everyone's going to have watch. a Liverpool Hashtag player. PL. Uh, all right, well, that's it. And uh, Trevor, thank you for being on. No, yeah, thanks. I had a blast. And uh, Brandon, uh, you're going to have to take the seat back for me. <laughs> that's exactly <laughs> right. Yeah, we'll see who's on the next week's podcast. Yeah. <laughs> uh, just uh, before we go, uh, you can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. Uh, you can find us on SoundCloud and uh, subscribe to us on Stitcher, as well as a million other podcast apps. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter. We're uh, Twitter. We're at, we're at Hail Cheaters on Twitter. Twitter.com backslash Hail Cheaters. Another way to find us. Uh, Facebook.com Always Cheating. You can also just search Always Cheating, and you can email us at alwayscheating at gmail.com. And uh, Trevor, that's it. All right, awesome, Josh. Poku forever. Yeah, Hail Cheaters. Talk to you soon. Thanks for bringing on again. Yeah, yeah, no, it was great. Same old podcast. Always cheating.